This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world. Yeah, a friend of mine told me I had to check out this pool. America on Main Street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant. Today those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige and engineering first. It's impacting everyday Americans. I am against the train the way it's being done right now. New York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper. Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the B1M. Hello, hello. Welcome to the best part of your week. That's right, it's the world's best construction podcast back in your ears. I'm Fred Mills. I'm the founder, face, voice and increasingly tired host of the B1M and I'm joined by our usual co-hosts, Mr. Liam Marsh, the B1M's Chief Revenue Officer and Luke Bly, one of our creative producers in charge of podcasting. Let's come to Luke first this week. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, mate. You know, just spent the weekend pretty chill. You know, with family, saw family, watched stuff, ate food, what's not to love? But now I'm just, I'm ready to talk some buildings and architecture and construction. You know, that is the dream because I don't get to talk about that with the normal family. Um, so <laughs> I'm with my architecture, construction, geeky family right now. Liam, you all right, mate? I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. That's similar to you. Um, last pretty good at the moment. I've been trying to be a good boy and just uh, save some money, so I'm, um, I've just been at home, really. I'm, I'm actually re-watching Game of Thrones at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, which is good. It's really good. I forgot how good it is. I forgot how scandalous it is as well. So you've switched out the pub for Thrones, right? <laughs> Pretty much, mate. Pretty yeah. much. All right. Yeah. Well, fair yeah. enough, mate. You know, I'm not yeah, going to judge. Thank you. I, I, I never thought you would. I'm really looking forward to this episode talking about some trains, guys. <laughs> What's not to like? What's not to like? <laughs> it's nice. It's nice seeing Liam aging. I've, I've been with him such a long time now. Been, been with him. So I've been working with him. Sounds like we're in a relationship. <laughs> I've, been, I've been working with him for such a long time. I've kind of seen. I've seen the maturing of Liam Martin. Kind of settled down. Now he's gone from the pub to Game of Thrones. It's yeah. I'm not happy about it, mate. But. <laughs> 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 how are you Fred age. you all right mate you good yeah yeah not too bad yeah usual stuff um we I've my wife and I found ourselves with some time together on Saturday night which was uh, unusual so uh Ooh. scouring Netflix we watched what was what was then the number one thing on Netflix uh a new Netflix film which is always a bit dicey yeah could go either way could be good or bad uh called I Came By with Hugh Bonneville uh, right. Which now Hugh Bonneville, for anyone who doesn't know or might not have heard the name, he's the star of Downton Abbey. He's probably what he's most well known from. Uh, he's also played very lovely, kind, gentle characters in all kinds of films, including Paddington. Yeah, he's in the Paddington movies. My my kids would know that. Uh, but in this movie, that's not the Hugh Bonneville you're getting. He was chopping people up. He was keeping them prisoner in a basement. He was cremating them in a in a kiln. It was absolutely horrific. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Uh, but I still love you, so. <laughs> spoiler alert there, mate. Yeah, I'll spoil that for everyone. 
Anyone that plans on watching it, there you go. <laughs> it's quite obvious quite early on that he's the bad guy. Um, so don't, I haven't spoiled it that much, but does he get away with it? How do they catch him? Who dies? You'll find out in the movie, which you must go and watch. Mm. There you go. You're welcome, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You can watch it after you've watched some B1M content. That's which will take you a while because there's quite a lot of awesome stuff mm. up there. Just some. Oh, just some. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. So, coming your way this week, guys, we have got the $4 billion railway reshaping Delhi, Elon Musk's Las Vegas loop explained, and also a dramatic new cafe down in China, which is has to be seen to be believed. It's absolutely gorgeous. There's also a funny comment of the week and some of your emails. Let's go. So, first up this week, guys, we're looking back at one of the biggest videos of 2022 on the B1M, the $4 billion railway reshaping Delhi. Now, India's capital is, as you might imagine from the title of this, building a massive new railway system, mainly aimed at reducing congestion, but also cutting pollution in the city. So they very imaginatively called this the Regional Rapid Transit System and then shortened it to the RRTS. It's a nice name. It does what it says on the tin. Not the Elizabeth line, is it? Not, uh, not, not a is? clever name like that. No, what is? You know? Yeah. The DLR. That's another well, one that's not been named very well, is it? Docklands Light Railway. Hang on. Whoa. Whoa there, <laughs> cowboy. <laughs> you know, DLR is sacred in this house. So <laughs> let's get back on track. We'll, we'll talk the DLR later, but tell me more about the RRTS. Yeah, it doesn't quite roll off the tongue, does it? No, no, nice pun though, Luke. Get back on track. I like that. On no. track with the rail. No. I wish rail I wish that was intentional, mate. I wish that was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't know, Delhi's been named the world's most polluted city for three years in a row. There are around 10 million vehicles on the roads in the Greater Delhi area. It's pretty crazy. Whenever you see the footage of Delhi, I think, I think sometimes it gets misrepresented, particularly in Western media, but it is an extremely congested, extremely busy city. There's a big reliance in India on fossil fuels, and there's also the burning of crop stubble after the annual harvest each year. All of that, along with the vehicles, kind of contributes to quite a high level of pollution around this city. Now, a new metro was opened back in 2002, but that only really helps people in the centre of the city get around. It doesn't make much impact for commuters, people who are coming in from the suburbs and the surrounding areas into the heart of Delhi. There is a ring and suburban network, but it's a bit unused due to the way it was designed. So people tend to lean towards their cars. Now, the RRTS, which as you all now know, is the Regional Rapid Transit System, cleverly shortened to RRTS, is going to basically change all that. So they're spending $4 billion to build a massive new train station in the very middle of the capital and then have three semi-high-speed rail lines running out from that to the main provinces around the sides of Delhi, which are Uttar Pradesh, Haryana, and Rajasthan. Now, the first 82-kilometer stretch is currently being built, and the first 17-kilometer stretch of that is going to open in 2023, whole thing due to open in 2025. What's, I think, particularly quite incredible about this is that because... Delhi is so congested and so built up and as you've probably seen from some of our previous videos on high-speed rail or rail line construction there's a lot that goes with compulsory purchase of land and Mm -hmm. purchasing and kind of securing the route of your railway with this they're building it up on piers they're basically building it up and over the city so there's all these bridges and towers sometimes up to 17 meters high 
that are going to basically help this railway track go above the city out to where it needs to get to. That makes some incredible footage in the video. We've got these incredible feats of construction happening in the middle of one of the world's busiest, most congested cities. Huge bits of concrete being lifted up, huge concrete bridges and tracks being laid. Awesome, awesome stuff. It's basically like engineering porn for me. I found it, found it very, very engaging. Um, it's going to be three times faster than the Metro. Train's going to go up to 180 kilometers an hour. So yeah, this is a pretty massive infrastructure project that's going to have a pretty massive impact on millions of people in one of the world's biggest, most polluted cities. What do you guys think? I think it's um, quite inspiring, you know, and I was trying to think of what word I'd use about this video, but I do think it's quite inspiring. You know, India's kind of going through, in, in some ways, a bit of a renaissance, you know, an economic renaissance. The population is booming, and um, I think it would be quite easy for the authorities, whether that's central government, regional government, whoever, to kind of ignore these problems you know pollution oh we you know we don't have to address that right now we can do this we can do that we can put the money here but they're putting money into infrastructure that will last generations and will help people lift people out of poverty it's going to help um, make the city greener there's a lot of benefits to that and i think it's quite forward thinking it's really forward thinking I agree with you. It's definitely like inspiring. It should sort of put other cities and countries on notice um, that they need to invest in this sort of infrastructure to avoid getting to where uh, Delhi is now, you know, with the traffic yeah. and the pollution and things like that. Because it's interesting, you know, like you said, they've, they, they've just ignored it, right? And now they're in this situation. They're like, wow, we need to do something to change this. And what, it's yeah. the world's most polluted city, um, heavy density and traffic and things like that. Um, I didn't so, actually yeah. know. I didn't know it was the world's most polluted city. Uh, that 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 was news to me when watching this video. Um, I would have thought it maybe be somewhere else in East Asia, but not not in India. And to hear that, and to hear the kind of like what you were saying, Liam, the amount of pe- people that affects is really concerning, isn't it? It's really concerning, and the 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 living the lifestyle out there you know, is completely different to somewhere like London. You know, London is polluted. London has a problem with air pollution, as does places like New York City, right? But in India, this has got, the pollution's got to be worse. You know, it's the, it is obviously the most polluted city in the, in, in the world, but there's lots of other things that won't help with that. And I think just kind of tackling this with a metro that you could see in any city in the world you know any city would look at a train like this and go yeah that that would be a welcome addition you know whether you were in london paris uh, mumbai delhi or somewhere in australia wherever you know and um yeah i think it's really really impressive really impressive i think yeah, inspiring is the word isn't it luke it goes to this for me goes to the very heart of why infrastructure is so compelling and so exciting and why more of the world should set up and pay attention to what's being built with infrastructure because it has the ability to impact and touch millions of people's lives. You know, they reckon that right. the the snappily named RRTS is going to be used by eight hundred thousand <laughs> people a day when it opens. You know, that's that's absolutely insane. And the wider impact of that in terms of cutting pollution and taking vehicles off the road and helping people find alternative forms of travel, that improves air quality. It doesn't solve it, but it improves air quality for many, many millions of people. And it's yeah, it's for me. It's the it's the power of construction. It's construction changing the world 
for the better. Um, it's worth saying Delhi is still growing. So the city's currently at 32 million people today. They reckon it could be 40 million by 2030. That's a big city. I think London. London's what nine million now. The the greater mm. London area is about nine million people. This is and even like, then. Even then, it's <laughs> you know, is it that or <laughs> is it more than that? Because <laughs> yeah, it's hard to measure these kind of things, and it changes from country to country on how we measure urban areas, doesn't it? So, but yeah, this is a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, some amazing, as I said, some amazing feats of engineering as well. If you have a, go and have a look at the video, there are some, it kind of brings home the scale of what they're doing and the location they're doing it in. You know, they're building these huge piers and bridges in the middle of one of the world's busiest and most congested cities. It's it, it's madness, really. It's next to insane, but um, <laughs> it's cracking on. It's going ahead and it's going to make um, going to make a big impact. Needs a better name, in my view. They need to find some sort of celebrity or um, monarch to name it after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fred Mills line. Yeah. <laughs> also, got you know, the leading figure in Indian culture. Who's the Narendra Modi? He's the prime minister, isn't he? He's been prime minister for ages. Yeah, he Mo- is. the Modi line, the Modi mode. There you go. The Modi, Modi Metro. The Modi, the Modi Metro. <laughs> you are welcome. Well, well, this goes this goes three times faster than the Metro, and that's really quick. So it's going to reach 180. What is that? 108 kilometers kilometers per hour. hour. Wow. Wow. Should do miles, but yeah, we'll we'll allow it. Yeah, that's mad. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. That's really, really mad. But um, yeah, it's uh it's good to send. I think variation in in railway is important too, in rail, you know, and London's just had that with the Elizabeth line. You know, we've got the underground. We have the DLR, and they all serve different you know parts of the city and they all serve different purposes with the best of what they can do with them and uh yeah i think having a quicker train line like this didn't didn't the video say it, it cuts a journey by like a few hours like to get from one part of delhi to another it can take like three hours or something and this yeah. completely cuts that yeah, three yeah. hours without traffic or something, and it's and there's always loads of traffic, and it's just you just basically sail over the top of it on your on your train. It's it's amazing. It's yeah, it's going to have a huge huge impact. It's one of those projects that's absolutely enormous and having mm. a huge impact on many people, but that most people didn't really know was happening. I mean, I imagine yeah. if you live in Delhi under one of these lines, you probably know it's happening, but glo- globally, worldwide. It's been really good to lift this story up, um, celebrate it, and tell it on the B1M. And the reaction it's had on B1M has been fantastic. Uh, even got nominated for Construction Story of the Year. It was on the, the long list for Construction Story of the Year with us this year, which is great. Uh, and yeah, for me, it just speaks to speaks to the best of construction. Obviously, there are challenges. There's there's concerns around the budget, around program. There's issues with land acquisition. There's, I think, some of its some of the contracts are built by a Chinese company. There was some controversy there. There's always controversy with these things, as you know. But yeah. big picture wise, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a great project. Yeah, it's really interesting the amount of construction happening in Asian countries. Like it seems to be a ton of mega projects just just happening around. You know, India, obviously, China. There's projects going on everywhere there. Malaysia. Um, like the video we did, uh, the podcast we, we we did the session on a couple of weeks ago, and even Indonesia. Indonesia's got some massive mega projects. We did a video on um, the Trans Sumatra Highway um, a, mm. a, f- a few weeks back, 
and it's like a highway connecting go through the whole island, connecting the whole the whole island together. Um, it's pretty amazing to see, and it's like I, I think, like you said as well, Fred. It's kind of these stories aren't really told in you know Western uh, media and things like that. So I think it's good that the B one M shines a light on these projects and sort of transports people, you know, from wherever they are in the world to these different locations that they they probably don't think about that often in terms of construction and and things like that. Absolutely. I think, these, as I said, these products have a huge impact on so many of our lives. HS2, I think, was a really good example of that. It's this, I, was, I was surprised how many people hadn't actually heard of HS2. I mean, people who live in, mm. in England along the route just hadn't heard of it, just didn't know it was happening. Along the <laughs> route and have not heard of <laughs> yeah. it. What's <laughs> all that all built over there, Margaret? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it amazing to see like like when you think of trains and railway it's been a mode of transport for such a long time Uh, you know it's older than cars the automobile it's older than uh flight and yet we can still in 2022 we can still look at railway we can still look at trains and go yeah that's that's the best solution here you know, it just goes to show how timeless it is and also how important it is. And maybe you, you, we can look at, I don't know, somewhere uh, like the California um, high-speed rail or lots of places in America, Canada, and you think there's such a reluctance in some places to get on board with rail, even though it is clearly such a smart alternative to cars it's such a smart alternative to so many ways to get around and um yeah it's i I think it's just it's phenomenal to see this being done in in such a good way in in delhi absolutely absolutely let us know what you think of this project guys uh what's your take what would you call it unless you think the regional rapid transit system brackets rrts is a good name in which case we'll stick with that but yeah let us know your thoughts podcast at the b1m.com also this week we are diving into the tomorrow's build archives and taking a look back at elon musk's las vegas loop explained kind of a year on from its opening see seeing what's going on with the las vegas loop now for anyone that isn't aware of this go just below the surface of las vegas and you will find a 50 million dollar new tunnel that transports people underneath the city in automated Teslas. It's called the Las Vegas Loop. It's been built, it's fully operational, opened back in June 2021, took just 18 months to construct. Bit of a crazy idea came from the head of Elon Musk uh, after he was stuck in traffic one day and decided to create the Boring Company. This is the first commercial project completed by the Boring Company. Las Vegas Loop is basically a 2.7 kilometer tunnel loop that runs under the Las Vegas Convention Center and helps delegates move from one end to the other of this 200-acre campus. It's basically turned a 25-minute walk into a two-minute car ride, which is helpful if you want to get from one side of the Las Vegas Convention Center to the other. Thanks, Elon. Three stations. They've got two on the surface at each end and one very cool, very snazzily designed underground station in the middle with all disco lighting and all the space age stuff you'd expect Elon Musk to create <laughs> and bring to the table. Uh, I don't know. Let's begin with this. The tunnels only need to fit Teslas inside them, so they were built with a much smaller set of tunnel boring machines. Tunnel boring machine, which, as you all know from the HS2 video, is basically a very clever piece of kit 
that's got a big cutting head on the front. It's got a machine that then takes the soil that's being dug out back up the machine along a conveyor belt to uh, like a spoil heap up above ground afterwards. Used worldwide pretty much for for digging tunnels. Normally, a TBM is about 15 to 17 metres wide. We've got to fit through all kinds of things like services, you've got to fit rail lines, a train, emergency tunnels. So these cutting heads are really big to build great big enormous tunnels for most uh, countries' infrastructure systems, stuff like that. With the Las Vegas loop, the TBM was just 4.3 metres wide because all they're fitting through there is a Tesla, basically. Uh, they've added disco lighting. It looks pretty crazy. Worth mm. saying that this is basically just a concrete tunnel underground with some dedicated Teslas driving through it. It is about 5,000 million country miles from what was originally put forward and the very snazzy CGI that was released showing these, like, automated cars traveling at like 500 miles an hour underground in these super snazzy tunnel systems uh and like perhaps many things that have fallen from Elon musk's head it wasn't entirely fully thought through what do you guys uh what do you guys make of the las vegas loop i have a question on the actual tunnel and, and the use of it so can you drive any car that fits within it so if i've got you know or does it have to be automated so if i've got you know like a a crappy little diesel manual car that fits the measurements can i just go oh i'm gonna take the i'm gonna take the loop are you asking for a friend it's if i had a crappy (laughs) little diesel car (laughs) uh no so basically it's dedicated teslas only this is like a this is not like a tunnel for anyone to drive in it's like it's like a train service except it's not a train or a bus which could fit more people it's yeah. Tesla. That's interesting. Mm. That's that's great um, for his product, obviously. Yeah, like that that's great for a business, but that's kind of yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. So what what people are saying is, if you built if you had a train down there or a bus down there, or you basically built a subway system under Las Vegas, you'd be able to get more people. You'd be able to transport more people more efficiently. What you've got at the minute is kind of air conditioned leather seats. In in privacy, it's very much kind of designed for celebrities. It's it's almost like it's not been fully thought about. What do you think, Luke? Well, things like this aren't new. Like this is a concept. Like taking cars and putting them in a carriage and going from A to B isn't new. You know, we've got the channel. We've got the channel tunnel. The Euro tunnel um, does the exact same thing. You can drive into a train. And the train in a tunnel goes under the English Channel and delivers you in France and you drive out the other side. I think that in concept is a really good idea. And I think that's what kind of this loop thing is going for. Whether it achieves that, I, I, I'm not sure if it does, especially if it's only it only works for Teslas. If it only works for Teslas, like what is that? That's 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 a small minority of the car market in the US. I know it's a growing brand and it's getting really popular, but that's a small percentage. So in in when when you kind of address that, then it's clear that this it doesn't really fix a problem. It is a little bonus on the side for Tesla users, right? Because yeah. it's not for the people, it's for Tesla customers. So well, anyone can use it. You just happen to okay. be a Tesla. Which I guess is quite a good advert for Tesla. But, right, so you're either going to have to be in a Tesla that's an Uber 
or a taxi, or you're going to have to own a Tesla, right? Or am I getting something mixed up here? No, so this this tunnel system has has Teslas dedicated to it that run back and forth within the, within the tunnel system, and you get on and get off it like a train. It's just the trains aren't trains; they're Teslas. Are you to- oh. Hang on, hang on. You're you're joking. Hang on. So <laughs> so so. Hang on. I've got the wrong end of the stick here. Even with watching the video, I've got the I've completely misinterpreted what this is. This, so this is the car stay down there. Cars stay down there. What? You get that's, on and get you get on and get that's off. So no, I don't know that's, that either, mate. You can't. It's, it's that not, can't it's be not true. a tunnel system you can drive in and out of. It's a tunnel system that's been built below ground that's dedicated to how Teslas. Many? You get on and off their Teslas like a train. But that's how many, a metro how many down system. There? It is a metro system, but without the benefits of a metro system or the full scale of a metro system, I think. Elon Musk sitting in traffic going, this is madness, let's build a tunnel to make people get to destinations quicker. It, it's a good idea, Elon, but it's kind of, it's basically what you've come up with as a bypass. Yeah, we, we have we have bypasses in lots of cities. We also have metro systems in lots of cities. It's It's been kind of badged up with some very glossy, very impressive CGI and renders at the beginning, I have to say. I it, it, it. It, it did look exciting. And then what's been built is just very, very weird. And and you're right, Luke. No one gets it because there's nothing to get. It's it's cars in a concrete tunnel. They added disco lights to make it look different and funky, and it does look good. But why? <laughs> Not sure. Surely this is just a display. Not surely the 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 end game here is that you can drive in and drive out. Surely it can't just be. A loop of cars going around a tunnel, can it? Because this is the a clever guy. You like, you say don't what have you to bring your car Elon. into Vegas. You don't have to bring your car to Vegas. You might, you might not have brought your car to Vegas. It might be nowhere to park. So the idea is you could hop on and off, but it's not a metro system. It's a Tesla metro system, which means air conditioning, oh, leather seats, it. and privacy, but not lot of capacity. Now, have we got the wrong end of the? stick here surely i i i can't i i refuse to believe that's what this is they can't <laughs> just be is. that that is so stupid and elon elon musk is he is not a daft person right to and and there are people out there that are like oh you're stupid oh, right you might have your own personal feelings about this guy i do and i'm sure we all do you know um but he he's not dumb so hearing this i no, surely that is that's a wind up or or something. The Las Vegas Council don't think so. So the Las Vegas City Council have voted unanimously to expand the system by a further ten miles. Uh, that project is now in America's dreaded environmental review phase, but it's happening. It's going ahead. A lot of what we say in the video is that this kind of could only really happen in Vegas. So it kind of suits Vegas quite well because it's quite lavish and ridiculous and over the top. Uh, The city does have a lot of congestion. It does take a long time to get around. There's no, there is a bit of a monorail, but it's not very good. There's no underground metro system. Have you been to Vegas? I have been to Vegas, yeah. Yeah. I went to Vegas. I was surprised at how big it was. Yeah. As a city, like it's not just that strip. You kind of go there thinking, oh, it's just going to be this strip and a few. It is a massive, massive metropolitan area, isn't it? Yeah. And it's growing it's grown, rapidly. Yeah, it's grown a lot. There's, there's the strip you see on TV and in Ocean's Eleven, mm. but uh, <laughs> oh. there's more beyond that as well. So, yeah. Mm. No, this I think is stupid. I, 
I think with Elon Musk, like there is there's the core things that he that he does. There's there's SpaceX, there's Tesla, which and obviously he's an extraordinarily successful man, the richest man in the world, I think, at least at the time we're recording this. But then I feel like there's there's some hobbies he has around the side for fun. And the boring company, the hyperloop stuff, uh the purchase of Twitter. Just feels like him having a having a bit of a play around, really. I don't know. <laughs> well, he did. He did make a uh, th- flamethrower, didn't he, with the boring company? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. See, case in point. Case in point. Having what a play around. Though? Come on. <laughs> like, oh, I want to make but a flamethrower. I mean, it's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. And with the Twitter thing, I, you know, I think that. I think that was just a bit of miscommunication because why, why did that fall through again? Because of bots, wasn't it? Or something like that. Like Twitter no, he didn't realise he didn't have the money. That, I think that's what happened. What? Oh, the richest guy happens. on the planet didn't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason. No, isn't it? He was, it's still he was selling stuff. He was selling <laughs> stuff to raise the money. Was he? Yeah. I don't know if he's doing that, mate. Wasn't was that sell, for... sell it, selling his flamethrowers? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, was, he sold off a load of Tesla stock and stuff to try and do the Twitter takeover. Ah, uh, right. So maybe he wasn't cash rich. He was. I asset what happened rich, was he. he was... I haven't fully followed it, but I think what happened yeah. was he wanted some information on how much of the. So, in the due diligence of the purchase, he wanted some information on how many of the users were spam accounts or bot accounts. And they wouldn't give it to him. So then he said, oh, the deal's off then. But it's almost like he kind of found an excuse to call the deal off. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, it's now with the courts, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Twitter shareholders have just voted to approve Elon Musk's bid to buy the company. When was that? Recently? That That was recent, yeah. That was 22 hours ago. Oh, wow. Wow. There we yeah. go. So maybe we can complain about this on Twitter. We can go, what's <laughs> happening with the Las Vegas loop? <laughs> what's the big deal? Who benefits from this? I still don't understand. Like, So would there be stations? There would be a station and you would go down on an escalator and a little Tesla would turn up. You'd get in it and then go down a tunnel yeah. in a car. Being the businessman he is, they are basically the boring company are paying to build the tunnels, but the hotels in Vegas have to pay to connect their hotel to it. Uh, mm. And obviously, once one or two of them join, they all want to join and be connected and be part of it. So that's that seems to be taking off right now. Um, it will make getting around Vegas easier. As I said, it 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 works for Vegas. Not sure it's going to really work uh, right. anywhere else. Um, yeah, maybe it does work for Vegas. If you were in Vegas, would you would you try this? Would you like be like, oh, let's go in the Tesla tunnel? Yeah, give it a go after a few drinks. Go for it. <laughs> after a few drinks, someone else. Yeah, these, Liam, these Teslas Liam would are be automated. all over that. I, I, wouldn't oh, be, I wouldn't be drink driving. The Teslas are all made. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd do anything to avoid traffic. It's <laughs> I part of my you were going to say I'd do anything mate. to have a beer, <laughs> to, have a, to have a schooner. <laughs> oh, Probably would be. Yeah, pretty crazy idea. Let us know what you think of this podcast at theb1m.com. Would you ride on Elon Musk's Las Vegas loop? Have you ridden on it? What was it like? Could you see this in your city? Is it even a thing? Is he going to buy Twitter? Let us know. Podcast at theb1m.com. Also in the news this week, guys, we've got a pretty dramatic little cafe down in China. So 
when I say this is dramatic, it kind of has to be seen to be believed. I know, I'm saying this on a podcast, not great, but if you go and have a look at the images over on our Instagram, it is absolutely beautiful. So it's a new kind of cafe slash wine bar that's been constructed and opened on, I'm going to say this wrong, but Galangyu Island in China, inspired by the island's trees. It's kind of got these like trunk-like columns that rise through the building and then branch out as they rise to create this canopy over the interior absolutely stunning there's a lighting system that changes as the day goes on so the ceiling gets lit up in different colors uh, depending on what mood you're in or what mood the party's in or what time of day it is it's lit up in this very kind of dramatic salmon pink color in some of the pictures there's also a dramatic white there's a cool blue you look out the windows there's island palm trees there's beach there's water it's absolutely breathtaking pretty much like yeah pretty out uh, breathtaking takes your breath away when you look at the pictures it's pretty dramatic what do you guys uh what do you guys make of this yeah i think this does get the luke bly gorgeous award Whoa, it got uh, the stamp. yeah yeah no it got the stamp yeah it's beautiful reminds me a little bit of a sketch in london you bit you guys yeah. Been sketch yeah yeah, yeah. You mean, similar yeah. kind of similar um aesthetic but i think this is kind of a cleaner finish cleaner execution um the only thing is is um i don't really associate someone like this with a cafe or a bar you know or maybe yeah. a bar but it it almost looks as much as i look, can look at it and go this is beautiful it looks um pretty impersonal mm. it looks like somewhere where i don't want to go and hang out there and have a coffee or like get my laptop out and start doing a bit of work and it it, it doesn't really look like it serves the purpose it claims to to have where, where are the plug sockets is what luke's right. saying <laughs> right. right i don't know liam i know you what what, what do you reckon about this mate? I, mate i agree i agree it doesn't look like i mean maybe a wine bar definitely obviously there's not many uh, mm. you need to pull some tables and chairs out because there's not much like natural built-in seating um you know what it reminds me of have you ever been to one of those nespresso shops in shopping oh, centers yeah. <laughs> ridiculously over the top so you go there to get your little pods for your nespresso machine you turn up and there's there's red ropes outside and there's some some dude in a, a bloody black tied suit with an earpiece on you think it's it's random and then you go in there and the you know that really over the top like really good customer service but it's like hey man i'm just here to buy some coffee pods like tone it down a bit i'm kind of <laughs> getting i'm kind of getting vibes like that from here um <laughs> But when it's illuminated, I think I think it looks beautiful. <laughs> it does look beautiful. Hey man, <laughs> I just want down. Some, I just down want some bit. coffee. <laughs> just want to get some pods, man. Far out. I think get, you're right. Get them on Amazon. Get them on Amazon, Liam. If you, if you don't oh, find this is pretentious this is years ago. I don't. I don't. I don't drink pods anymore, mate. But um, yeah, that's 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 the vibe I'm getting. What do you guys want from a coffee shop too. then? Do you want, do you want like a big queue? Rude stuff. Your name's spelt wrong on the cup. Coffee Loads shop. Of cardboard. Yeah. I, I, no, no, want? Fred. I want. I want exactly. You said what I want. I want a coffee shop. This ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't a coffee shop. <laughs> I like it, it's so. It's seriously impressive, but I don't think it functions as a space. Like those seats don't even look comfortable. No, they don't even what's, look practical. What's that random it, podium thing in the second to last photo? 
the with, the lady, with the lady on. with the lady standing well, on it in a good. flowing dress. I mean, what you wouldn't do she's, that in my local Starbucks. I mean, I mean yeah. she looks like she's about to be beamed up to outer space or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you think this is um, a case of like form over function? Yes, but I also think these are the first architectural pictures taken before it opens. Also, it's built in a very different culture, in a very different setting, in a very different context. It's called Coffee and Bar. It's got like a high-end vibe to it, and maybe we're not fully grasping it. It's not supposed to be your local Cafe Nero, basically. it's um, mm. The bar's yeah. quite small, just... Just looking at the third picture, and it's, it's quite a small yeah. bar, isn't it? Be queuing basically, there for a while. Fred. People, basically, people are... it, it it sounds pretentious. Is basically yeah. what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I suppose the caveat to that is that it it looks like it's set in a really beautiful location, and that maybe you wouldn't need to sit inside. That it's more of a takeaway vibe. I don't know. Is it like so? The you can see the beach outside. Is yeah. it like this, some beach bar vibe? So you're going to go out, sit, you know, some sun lounges, things like that. Correct. That's cool. That's a lovely like beach bar, if that's the case. It's a whole different def- definition to Chinese takeaway, right? <laughs> <laughs> talk us, talk us through it, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it's set in China, mate. That's it. That's oh, all right, God, I'm sorry. Like, that's it. It's <laughs> a more advanced joke. I, I was like, getting. it's takeaway. It's takeaway <laughs> cups and it takeaway coffee. Takeaway, you know. It just it, it doesn't look like it just doesn't look like the sort of place that I would associate with with a cafe. Maybe a bar. You you could you can imagine this filled with like some people in the evening and like a little disco disco in the corner. Yeah, um, may, maybe maybe, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it still it still looks lovely. It looks really really pleasant architecturally. It's um, it's it, it it's just slaps you in the face, and I like that. Oh, yeah, it's a new expression. It's gorgeous and slaps you in the face. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's quite in your face, isn't it? Especially when it's lit up pink. But that's not actually the color, is it? It's white. It's all white. It, you, officially, it's white, but they changed. The, it's been designed in a way that it can be lit with different colors, which I think is very oh. effective. That you can change the space quite dramatically with different colors. Mm. Yeah, big whether time. it's a wedding, a wake, a bar mitzvah, student union night, you know, a coffee yeah. morning. Whatever you want wait to do. Till, wait till someone goes in there and like starts scraping like with their foot, those little squeaks and stuff. There'll be like black marks on the floor. <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> why do they? Why do they carpet nightclubs? I've never understood this. Like my nightclubs. student union. What student, student union at Loughborough Uni <laughs> was uh, was like carpeted, and it was a, you couldn't walk it. You always just stuck to the floor. It was horrible. <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. They had, they had this uh, very famous. This might be a posh thing. Luke. Yeah, mate. Do you guys not? You guys not have that? I, I don't know what you. I don't know. No, I don't think so. The only, only things that are carpeted are like some pubs, and even then, most of them are like <laughs> yeah. wooden floorboards. It's usually they? the like, pokies room is like the carpet area. Ah, uh, maybe I'm showing my age, but my student union, I think it still is, up at Loughborough University, was uh, carpeted throughout, apart from the very famous, almost revered checkerboard multicolored dance floor thing that was even more sticky than anything else even though it was more wipeable <laughs> it was horrendous um, that, that kind <laughs> of stuff like it's got, from a, from a kid's show 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, this, sorry. <laughs> this cafe's got student union vibes in places. I don't know. Has it? You, you've you turned on that. <laughs> what wow, <are> you yeah. <laughs> student union. I don't know. It just feels a bit. It feels a bit like it's trying to be all sorts of. Th- what, what I mean by that is it's trying to be all things, isn't it? It's it's a coffee shop. It's also a bar. It's also kind of a beach bar. It also changes color. I don't know. It feels a bit like the union. <laughs> good old coffee bar. Half coffee bar, whatever it's called. Yeah, good old thing, wherever you are. Let us know what you think of this, guys. Get your emails coming in. Podcast at the What is it? What would you describe it as? Would you go there for a coffee? Do you feel at home? Uh, does your student union or local nightclub have carpet in it? Why do they do it? If you run a nightclub, why have you carpeted it? Let us know. Podcast at the B1M.com. It's that time. We are coming over to Mr. Liam Marsh for funny comment of the week. What you got for us, mate? All right. So I've, uh, this personally, this is a personal favorite of mine because it's been a running joke since I I started at the B1M. I sort of said this in the early days uh, and it seems to have caught on. Um, So this is from the Battersea video uh, we did did a while ago or a few weeks ago, uh, whenever we did it. This is from Graysnake. He's commented on Fred, obviously. The David Attenborough of architecture is added again. <laughs> That's a compliment, Fred. It is a know? compliment. That it is. is. It's, a big it's quite deal, funny mate. as well. David Attenborough. Yeah. That's like you, mate. That's going to be you in a few years. I feel like I, I, that gets said a lot, which I'm very flattered by, but I just feel like it's an. Uh, to, you, to equate me in any way with David Attenborough is, uh, is clearly wrong. The guy's an absolute legend of broadcasting, and I'm not you, in anywhere near that league. Yeah. I, I kind of put yeah. it together when we... When we <laughs> I, I agree, yeah. <laughs> you can't... <laughs> a long way away, mate. But um, I, I kind of made the, the link when, um, in my early days of the B1M, what, like four and a half years ago, when um, um, you said sloth instead of what the common man calls it a sloth and um david attenborough also calls it a sloth that's crazy you call it a sloth no i I don't call it i would say i would say a tree sloth a sloth mate that's not what you said a few years ago (laughs) (laughs) you said you said it's a sloth because david attenborough he's like sloth sloth I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Who's this guy?" Maybe, maybe I, I think I think I did used to say sloth, and then maybe maybe I've said sloth because I've been around you so much. Yeah, oh, yeah maybe, yeah. maybe iron sharpens iron and all that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, I think maybe it's, I'm just thinking about it in my head. Maybe it's interchangeable for me, like scone and scone. What would sloth. you say, sloth? I'd say I'd, scone. It's a scone. I'd say, I'd say scone. It's a scone. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> You said well, scone, you scone, now, scone Fred. I thought it was a, it's a scone. I would scone. say it's a scone. I'd say scone. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I've I bet the listeners are happy they stuck around this long to, to listen yeah. to this. I bet, chat. I bet you're really pleased you listen to the world's best construction <laughs> podcast, guys. <laughs> Is it sloth? Is it sloth? Scone, scone. It's the kind of detailed analysis you wanted from this podcast. <laughs> That's it. Mm. That's it. That and it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants that. Now, Luke, coming to you for some emails. We've had some nice messages this week. One nice message about someone listening to the podcast, I understand. Yes. Uh, Well, this was uh, through from Geeky Media. And uh, 
He said, loving the B1M podcast. And uh, it's now part of his weekly routine, which Aww. is really, really nice. Really nice to hear. And that's kind of the goal for us is to come into your ears every week. So, <laughs> With detailed architectural analysis <laughs> around. <laughs> that's really nice. It's nice to get feedback like that. It's nice to hear there's somebody else at the other end actually listening and engaging and being part of this. It's fantastic to see the numbers uh, growing over the last few weeks as we've started this. It's weird because YouTube, you get so much instant feedback, whether you're good and bad, <laughs> you'll get like clicks you get comments you get views whereas with podcasting it's a it's a slower build but um the numbers we're seeing so far has been amazing and to get interaction from you guys and to hear feedback like that is absolutely lovely so delighted to be part of your week wherever that is whether you're washing up at the gym driving whether you whatever you may be doing painting a house i don't know waiting in a long queue <laughs> uh thanks for making us part of your week as always keep your messages coming in podcast at the b1m.com what do you think of this episode? What did you think of the $4 billion railway reshaping Delhi? What do you think of the maybe less exciting Elon Musk Las Vegas loop, that new cafe in China? Funny comment of the week. Let us know what you think, guys. Podcast at the B1M.com and we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>